Hi, folks. We have a letter show this week, and at the moment, no contact warnings. I reserve the right to go back and edit this later. The second thing to mention is we have new microphones, so we're still adjusting, but they're much more flexible, and hopefully we'll give a better experience. So we'll be tuning and feedback and all that stuff over time. Indeed. Third warning, we have animals. We have lots of animals. They Did make put noise. put the chickens away? I already put the chickens away. Okay. Yeah. Daryl was out. Everybody else was in. Daryl's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Daryl put himself away last night. Mm. So I don't know sometimes with that one. Uh, but the dogs may romp. The cats may cause distress. Sergei's asleep behind me. There are eight bajillion Pokemon outside the house right now. <laughs> and yeah. So the final bit is we tend to swear a lot. It's true. We're getting better, I think. You say that and then I feel pressure to swear. I know, but we will, we'll just go with that. Anyway, so that's why we're marked explicit, not because we're going to do anything explicit. So, hey, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 178. We are edging up on the end of the year, and I have some really great interviews lined up for at least January. I'm starting to book things for February now. And I know, I know, I know, I, I know. I do not believe in 2021. I, I, somebody said next week is Christmas and that can't be right. I mean, it's still March, right? Like, I mean, it's December 16th. So seven yeah. days from now is only the 20th. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I that's, attempt that's, to disbelieve. That's the thing that's happening. Uh, this year has been uh, really long and really short at the same time. It's uh, so yeah. It was really, really long, and now it is kind of barreling I, I towards the we, end. We hit the end. Uh, I think once we hit the end of November, basically it it was like a rubber band snapped, and we're in the, the <laughs> snap back now. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll we'll actually see the end of this year. And uh, yeah, big. Okay, I found a problem with the new microphones. What's that? How do I drink? Carefully. You could you could. There's also a mute button. You you can use. No, I'm not worried about the sound. I'm worried about like it's it's in front of my mouth, and I don't want to like dip it in my my hot ginger. That's that's fair. That's fair. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, the new microphones are a pair of sure stage mics. They're wireless and they're they're like what you see uh uh Lynn Manuel um Miranda. Yes. Yes, uh using on um uh, on Hamilton or I always go to Britney Spears for some reason, but she's not the only one like uh Pink uses them. Well, pretty much anyone who's who's you know, performing and singing and having to do like dances or movement or whatever is using them. The coolest one I ever saw like that was a uh, uh, Korean singer, and it was this was like a a Asian version of America's Got Talent kind of thing, <laughs> and I could not understand jack or shit, but. And I also don't know when I was watching this. I might have been high, but it was real. Uh, but the singer had a, a had super long fingernails, right? And her pinky fingernail 
had a tiny little microphone okay like on the the and I, I mean i assume it was a fake nail and she was singing into the pinky microphone okay that's pretty while cool. doing this the you know the the dance she had backup dancer she was amazing and then they had this really big american dude on wearing a kimono who sang uh my way and um let's just say that i was not filled with patriotic pride Okay. So anyway. So anyway. Mike's yes. Mike's we have yes. Them. We we How have. How was your week? Uh, you know, it it's had its ups and downs. Uh, mostly ups. I finished one thing last week, and then I kind of reset my little Kanban up here. Uh, took off the things that were complete now filled them in with other things that needed to be done, moved them all the way back to the backlog, and then started on a new-ish thing, which should be, you know, which I started to wrap today on Wednesday, and I really only got cranking on it last Thursday. Because I had a, we had a COVID day on Friday, and so the company was closed. Yeah, yeah. So there was, there was a little bit of a break. and But I had one of those moments today, and I think everyone who works in technology has had this problem at some point is we are working on it and you're working on it and something's wrong and you're trying to figure out the code and you're going back and you're like, the syntax is correct. What is wrong here? What is wrong here? And then you find out that you forgot a letter in a variable name. Uh. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, there was some yelling and swearing and then uh, telling one of my coworkers that I'm an idiot. Like, I'm like, I don't know why this isn't parsing out. Well, now I know. So we, we've got, I got that sorted and uh, the requests in. And it's funny because the requests I, I for code changes I'm putting in were things I discussed with the same guy on Friday. And so it's really kind of nice in that he was like, well, you know, I, I'm, busy but now it's on my radar and i'll see if i can get it and then earlier today he was like i will you know i i will make those changes for you later today and i'm like you mean these changes here and handed him basically the the code change so all he has to do is approve it um so i i'm i'm feeling pretty good and i got a great uh had a good one-on-one with my boss yesterday my new my new boss who i love um really fantastic guy to work for so you know, overall, other than the frustration of like trying to trying to sort through uh, a piece of technology, and this kind of dovetails into a little bit of a, a kerfluffle we had, right? Um, we have this new thing at work, and the developers are basically. I'm like, great, I need step by step instructions on this, and they're like. Here's the manual. The manual isn't a manual. The manual is a dissertation on how it works, why it works, and how to run it from an internal's perspective. And what I really need is a step-by-step, step one, do X, step two, do Y, recipe guide. And very frustrated when looking for and... Instead, I'm handed this large thing that says, just read this 800 pages of documentation, and then you'll understand how to do what you want to do. And I'm like, I... I I don't need to go to culinary school. I just need a list of what I do. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's... I find this in technology a lot. I also find it with uh, 
sometimes like automobiles. Mm, yeah. You know, yes, I, w- I need to replace, yes, my, my, my spark plugs need to be replaced. I, why are you giving me an explanation of how spark plugs work and why? You know, and um, in this case, it was a misunderstanding we had over a recipe. Yes, uh, you you needed to know how to make uh, mirepoix. And and mirepoix, yeah, I don't the, know how it's the specifics around uh, we're 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 trying this year's bean crop, and we want to make sure we get the purest bean flavor we can. So we're following the recommendations, and the recommendations are that user's manual that gives you all of the whys and and the the what yeah, well the, the one recipe book is oh you know your guide you know bean guide is like okay put some of these ve- saute some of these vegetables yeah. with some beans and this is why and it's like the frustration arose from kevin not knowing offhand how to make mirepoix or whatever yeah. and being like i need a guide for that and me being like Okay, but this is this is how to cook the me not a being like well you just cook the beans with this stuff. If this is a huge deal, we we don't have to. Yeah, and and, and so uh, as with anything, it was a miscommunication. Yes, and and we did sort it out, and we did you know our our own. I apologize profusely for not expressing well, and you know it's all fine now, but in thinking about it, I found out that this is a time sink I actually run into a lot. The, I need to do task X, and instead of one, two, three, four instructions, I get a 600-page manual on, you know, that starts with assemble the computer. Yeah, in the beginning. In the beginning, yes. 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 Uh, And Speaking of assembling the computer, I have just now noticed that there is a computer case here, and there's a magnet on the side of it. Yeah, that's fine. That is your old desktop. But there's a magnet on it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You've killed it. Probably. That's fine. At some point, I am going to get that one and re-image it with Linux and run it as a server, which is what I do with most of our old machines these days, let's be honest. And... uh, And also, the magnet's not anywhere near the hard drive, which is the dangerous part. I still remember the... the, uh, God, it was Wizardry Bane of the Cosmic Forge. <laughs> no, it wasn't Bane of the Cosmic Forge. It was the first one, uh, not the second one. And maybe it was, and it was uh, uh, on the Amiga, which tells you how long ago this was. Amiga 500, no less. And the manual said, back up your party on a separate disc. Maybe two. There was never a party strong enough to defeat a magnet. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, and there's also the the old story, which may or may not be an urban legend, about you know the guy who's called out on the the service call about a machine that's you know blown up, and they're they're losing their backups every night, and they're like freaking out, and why is this happening? And he's like, okay, let's go watch how you do this because whatever and the guy who would and they they watched the guy whose job it was to swap discs out come out like and then he you know he properly swapped the discs but then he take took the the night the prior backup disc and puts it 
with a magnet onto the side of like the metal rack and they're like why are you doing it so we don't lose it you know yeah there's 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 a couple like that that you know just like why yeah no i just put the magnet there on the side of the thing so that i don't so that i can find it tomorrow like no 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 anyway anyway so we're going to be reading letters yes and we have uh uh, several and we're waiting for the rice to cook for dinner so we may take a break in the middle of reading letters and go eat our dinner i think ernie's high uh well yeah he he got all his pills today so he, he's on some painkillers because he might have hurt his foot it's right. hard to tell it, it's always hard to tell when Ernie is in pain versus when the existential grief of existence <laughs> is crushing Ernie underfoot truth truth so how was your week I think you're trying something new with Liz this week uh yes it's not actually new we're just trying to do it reliably uh <laughs> it's Liz, of course, has the the ADHD as well, but lacking insurance is not is not medicated the way I am. So, uh, I am going and poking her, and we are sitting down at the table, and she works on a comic project or art or whatever, and I make my word count. And this is a technique that's known as body doubling, apparently. Which sounds like a form of astral projection or something, but uh, actually what it is is basically as long as there's another person in the room, you don't get up and wander around because the other person will judge you. So okay. So you yeah. keep working is the thought. And uh, it it's fairly effective because left to our own devices, we can come up with all sorts of other things to do. Yes, and, you, you both can. Yes. And, uh, you know, I am the person who wants was in the backyard weeding while the truck was running in the driveway with the door open because I had realized the dogs were in the backyard and I needed to go get them inside. And so I stepped, no, actually first I saw a butterfly that I wanted a photo of. And then the butterfly went around towards the back and I was like, Oh crap, the dogs are out. I should get them inside. And the dogs didn't want to come inside. So I, you know, was out there to make sure they didn't do anything. And then I started pulling weeds and then it was 20 minutes later. And I realized I had left the car running in the driveway with the door open because I was chasing a butterfly. The point is you tend not to do that when there's another human being there. And True. Uh, so, yes, uh, according to Liz, this is referred to as body doubling. She also does art on a Twitch stream frequently, which, uh, because there's people watching, uh, means you don't get up and wander right. around and think I should do the dishes or uh, maybe I'll play a game of solitaire or whatever. Uh, it keeps you focused because there's someone basically watching you work. Uh, right, right. This is, I feel like this is sort of a harness your anxiety and fear of judgment <laughs> to counteract ADHD, but there you are. Whatever works, right? Any Anything else interesting go on? Uh, I mean, you finished your, your, it's been what, two weeks since you finished a book? I think so. I, yeah. I've been working on my novella now. Uh, yeah. It's due next month. I had one day where I did not get any word count done, but I had to sit and work out deliverables on a timetable. Like, you know, this book yeah. is due yeah. at X. That gives me six months to X to Y. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. book is due at Y plus six months. Right. Uh, okay. Understanding all of that, 
where does my self-publish <laughs> schedule fit? <laughs> Understanding that I have a three-month after publication window when I cannot publish because right. of the non-compete clause. And that was a lot of math. And, like, not just, you know, straight-up equations, but a lot of, okay, can I have a book done here? Where in this point will I actually make money? Right, right. Stuff like that. So uh, even though that was, I did not get word count done, that was that was a day of work, work. Yeah, no, it's still work. It's yeah. still work. Also, I'm annoyed because um, I was I was like, okay, I can't go to the place where I usually made my big Christmas gift baskets for everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, they're gone now. Yeah, they're they've closed. They still have an online store, so I was like, I will just get everybody gift cards. There you go, email gift cards. They can get what they want. Uh, and so I went. I put five gift cards in my my cart. I checked out. It sent me an email confirming my order, and I have not received any messages on how to, for example, redeem the damn gift cards. No oh. codes or anything. So I'm like contacting customer service, going, probably this is me being deeply unobservant. But can you tell me how I send these to people? And uh, which is annoying because I left it too long, so everybody's like out of the office, so they all will get their gift cards when they get back. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure everybody will be understanding that. Oh yeah. About not getting the hand-picked super duper gift basket. Gift biscuits, yeah. And I did enjoy making those up. I hated shipping them; they were an enormous pain in the ass to ship. But I enjoyed making them. They, you know, mm -hmm. it's like. It was fun. I had a budget. I would go to the the super duper weird ritzy foods place, and so I'd be like, "My mom gets rum cake, and the guys at Sofa Wolf get you know wine crackers and yeah and stuff yeah. like that." And uh, yeah, alas, uh, but I mean. Uh, even if the store were still there, everyone would still get gift cards this year because I'm not spending six hours roaming a, a grocery and, store in plague times. And whenever you finish it, I, I do recall that you would finish it and we would have this, okay, let's get everything in the house and someplace safe from the dogs. Yep. And then you would go collapse for like a day. It would be like a day before you could even begin to think about sorting it and whatever. Cause it just, was a lot of executive function. It yeah. was like you have to make all these choices about what to send people, you know, and basically it was like, you know, rank your business contacts on the following <laughs> chart. Do they get the big one, the medium one, or the token one? Right. right. And, okay, how many of each do I have? And it was, uh, it was a lot. Lacey, yeah. please don't breathe on the microphone. Hound, you're very beautiful, and you are so up in my grill. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so, yeah. So, but mo mostly, I'm just writing this novella, and okay. uh, and it's fine. Yeah, no, good. It's, it's not that exciting. And uh, before we get to our break, I do also have a correction from last week. I said that Debbie was Patricia's sister, mm -hmm. and she's not. Oh, Debbie is um yeah selfie's sister and so i i got i got schooled in the comments i did get schooled in the comments so here's the public correction 
that I was wrong. Yes. And I realized I probably should have led the episode with that, but I forgot. Until, yeah. So, here we are. Yes, letters. Letters. We will have letters for you in just a minute, basically right after this. And we are back, and Hound is being a pain. Hound, you are trying to climb in my lap, and, and I love just, you, yeah. and you're beautiful, but I'm sitting on one of those bouncy ball chairs, right? and it does not sustain Hound. Hi, Hobbs. You're going to sit here, and you're going to purr, and I'm going to rub your belly while we do this. You're going to purr? No purr. You're just giving me the look. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll see how we do. Yes. All right. Starting from Cavi. With a comment on the interview with Marguerite and Alistair. Um, whiteboards in the house. Wow. I haven't thought of this in years. We had a big, enormous chalkboard in the hallway when I was a kid. Long tray full of colored chalk. The board generally cons- contained the usual to-do list, grocery list, reminders, ink tax that sat there for what seemed like six months out of the year, and so on. One year, they were surprised to learn that I actually knew what that meant income tax. And dude, really? This is not a stretch considering how much psychic space the topic soaked up. I was always of the opinion that it should have been abbreviated income tax with a uh, spelled I-N-K-U-M tax. But nobody ever listens to me. Anyway, once in a while some boring thing somebody wrote would attract graffiti. And then commentary on the graffiti. And then snark and commentary on the commentary and cartoons. And then it would start to fill up. And then you had to get increasingly creative about choosing colors and writing sideways to get it to fit in and still stand out for the next passerby to notice. And when it took off, oh my God, it was glorious. Weirdly, that was my biggest formative influence when I finally encountered the internet. (laughs) Usenet especially was a dynamic that felt very familiar to me. And so I dropped right in without a hitch. And well, the rest, as they say, is history. I used to, uh, since there were always a couple of class, I would come in early from lunch when I was in college because I didn't eat lunch because I had no money. So I'd get a cup of coffee, and uh, then I would have my uh, my uh, I would be there, you know, usually like twenty minutes early. And so because I was bored, I would draw the chicken with a protest sign uh, on the board. On oh, is that where that came from? Oh, and I would also do an ammonite with or a squid with a sign. I always uh, got slugs or snails with signs or the chicken. You always you always drew the chicken for me. Oh yeah, I guess I did. Yeah. I must mm-hmm. have known. I, I did slugs for you occasionally yes. too, as I recall. Yeah. Yes. Uh <laughs> when I was when I would leave Kevin physical notes in those days before smartphones. Yes, we have been dating since before smartphones. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, before both of us had smartphones. Yes. Uh, no, you, you didn't get an iPhone until after you and I were together. Because, yeah, but you didn't yeah. get yours till much later. It's true. Uh, I would leave uh, uh, little notes that, and then, because, you know, I would start doodling and I would he would get usually the chicken. Yeah. Or the yeah. slug. 
I think you still have one of those. I, I do. I have it tucked away where it's safe. Uh, <laughs> it's the one from, I have the note you left uh, the day I was at work training in Seattle and you were flying home. And so, like, I couldn't see you off off officially. Um, yes. So, yeah. And as I recall, it is, it is covered in slugs. And a chicken. With, and with signs. And, and one of the slugs has a knife. And I think it's just labeled slug serial killer. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I should have given him a thing of salt, but then, you know. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Back to the letter. Um, with respect to the topic of perfection on release, a friend tells the following story. Back in the late 70s, he worked at the Hewitt-Packard plant up in Loveland, Colorado, which I believe at the time was also their manufacturing plant. I can never not think of that place as HP Loveland and well. Uh, corporate culture had it that people would bring in prime clippings from the newspaper over which silliness was perpetrated. One time someone brought in a page from a Sunday edition. Huge picture, half the page above the fold, vast expanse of fuzzy little yellow chicks. Way off in the, in the distance you see one lonely little black one. They held a caption contest and the caption that one was, paint it yellow and ship it. A catchphrase I hold dear to this day. <laughs> Um, with respect to Kevin going out to respond to the dog alarm, I really love it when the guests are left unsupervised to play with the internets. So <laughs> wonderful. I concur that guests should be encouraged in this when opportunity and inclination present. Uh, thank you, Cavi. I know there are several more from Cavi coming up. Uh, from Ricks, uh, with respect to our last letters, um, this was wonderful support listening for the day after finding out I need more surgery. Oh, no. Oh. After the review panel evaluates the best option. Also, Ursula, yes, Skinner, definitely. Oh, yeah. X-Files, I mean. yeah, really. From Catherine uh, about the um, uh, our last letter show. Uh, I just started listening to this episode earlier today when I realized that my letter might be read. So that's always fun. I also wanted to say that I recommended KUEC to a bunch of friends on either election day or the day after as something to take up some of your brain space, but not Yay. something that necessitates a lot of focus. I'm one of those people who basically crashed after the election was called, and I've been trying to get something done on my long job searching quest most days this week, and also trying not to beat myself up over not accomplishing all that much. No, it's okay. Yeah. Like there were there were basically two ways it was ever going to go for people and one was, "Oh my god, I have all of this productivity I can suddenly tap into. I have energy again." And the other one was, "Oh god, I have been holding it together by the skin of my teeth." Right. And now I am going to collapse on the floor. It's it's it, you are not a failure if you did not go one way or the other. In fact, it I mean, probably just means yeah. that, like, you were using all of your energy to hold it together, as opposed to those of us who were like, I must keep all of my energy in reserve in case I need to to pounce yes. on or run away, probably run away. Yeah. Hound, so, how long do you want me to just sit here and pet your butt? As long as, she, as, long as you will. I mean, that's Hound. Back to the letter. Uh, somewhat surprisingly, job interviews are decent distractions from election news. I had one each on election day and the day after, though they do take a bit more energy on that context. Yeah. Even with that, it definitely does feel like a weight has come off. I may go watch some of your election night stream now, as it sounds very fun. Wishing you all the best as always. Thank you, Catherine. Woo! Um, 
Sarah wrote in to say, I wanted to tell you how much I've been enjoying the show. Hearing from so many different people who have their own way of doing things is really great. My main guiding principle for work is don't drown. So I'm happy to hear about new new tools and hacks I might like. I've been meaning to write since the episode with Amy Toby to say how much I appreciated your interview with her. As a woman in STEM, I'm always encouraged by hearing from other women who are awesome and technical. I especially, especially liked Amy's blame-free way of reviewing when things didn't go right. But I was meaning to write and then not doing it. And then yesterday I listened to the episode with Marguerite and Alistair, and now I have to write. Everything Marguerite said could have come directly out of my head. I especially connected to you have to finish it before you can fix it, which is something it has taken me a long time to apply to myself. I also wanted to suggest Katie Mack is a person you might want to interview. She's an astronomy professor at NC State. She's a big Twitter science communication person, and in a normal year, she's always traveling somewhere. Astro Katie. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I believe I... I follow her on twitter yes i i have sent a request i don't know where it stands i will probably follow up on that one um on a more personal level i've been really heartened by the way you liz and shep have stuck together this year found family is an amazing thing i hope you can get back to doing kuec sometime soon i miss getting the updates on the dogs cats chickens sheep goats and the local goings on and i'm really looking forward to the all jello episode Thank you, Sarah. Oh, God. Yes, we would like mm-hmm. to do KUEC. Maybe we will have energy to start doing that again. That's too. Well, that's part of it. And uh, the other thing is um, the All Jello episode was going to have some special guests because they were Jello food experts. Right. Uh, but we can't really do that until we... So the, yeah. there will be one at some point, but it may not be for number 300 or whatever. Yeah. Um, from uh, Cure... Um, about the uh, Maggie Brixen interview did a while back. Um, the phrases 10-year syndrome and bad brain day. I needed these concepts today. One for me, one for a bigger kid. Thanks. Uh, from Claire Miller. We love you, Claire. Um, uh, I just finished the book Counterproductive Time Management in the Knowledge Economy by Melissa Gregg. It's very much an academic ex- examination of the cultural history of the idea of productivity and specifically the development of productivity into a sort of sport mentality where one practices to achieve even higher levels of productivity and what that means in our current late stage capitalism. It was a fascinating read that both echoed some of the things from the show while at the same time challenging the idea of productivity as a val- value neutral concept. It seemed like something that some of your listeners and perhaps you would enjoy or at least find thought-provoking. Here's the link. So I'm going to link that in the yeah. show notes. I believe- You may have noticed we have a very broad definition of productivity frequently. I mean, that's the thing, right? And uh, this it's on my to-read list. Uh, I'm currently going through the eight thinking hat or the six thinking hats as recommended or mentioned on last week's episode with Debbie. And we'll see how that goes. I, I have reviews that perhaps it wasn't expressed how much Debbie actually loathes that book. So <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but that's my current not fun or show-related read. And then I've got some fantasy stuff that I've been saving. Uh, let's see. Also, at some point soon, you're going to have to read my damn novella. That's, I think, next after this one. Because I had a couple beta reads for other... For I had your beta read. I had the other beta read. I'm going through this now, and then I've got um, the novella. Which and, is not nearly so urgent because I'm not done yet, so I'm right. not doing the, oh, God, my ancestors. Right. Uh, from Fiddling Frog, 
long time, long time listener fan friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. A fiddling friend. Yeah. I've also been listening to a lot of old KUEC as a comfort list in these last few weeks. The only annoyance is that the feed only goes back to episode 201, so everything before that I have to load up one at a time on Libsyn. I'm sorry, I don't have any control over that. Yeah, I... Yeah. No, it's always a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, but yes, after spending like five days just hitting refresh and doom scrolling, I finally broke, then came back better. I've been taking advantage of the weather to get in some nice walks and finish up some yard cleanup before winter fully descends upon us. Oh, I was able to do that uh, last week, too, and it was great. Like, I just had a day where I was like, today I am doing garden cleanup. It was amazing. Yes. It's 37 degrees today. Uh, and rainy, and yeah. I've heard reports of snow other places, so you know. Um, from uh, Sarmenia, I enjoyed this interview very much. This is the one about uh, with uh, Annie Belay. Uh, my oh, husband Annie. overheard the description of the book as being a nerdy version of Dresden and went and bought some books. Yeah, no, I love them. Um, also, on uh, in response to our... Uh, my interview with Emily Edwards, uh, again, uh, Sarmenia, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, my husband and I transitioned to work from home starting in March. His company actually closed his small office, so he's permanently worked from home for the foreseeable future. My company just opened the office with limits. I go in twice a week. Since we were never big social people, staying home was not a hardship. I ended up having to be at work all last week, and it was so exhausting. Oh, I bet. Not to mention the one and a half hour round trip commute. It was dark by the time I got home. I basically ate dinner while we watched TV, and then I could go to bed with a little phone fiddling while cuddling with cats. I hope that when we come out on the other side of COVID, I continue to have the option to do partial work from home. I feel for those folks who get stir-crazy being home all the time. Winter is going to be challenging. It was 19 degrees for this morning's walk. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's one thing I've heard. I've heard of some large companies have basically shut down their offices and aren't going back. Um, and I also saw like the article for a real estate person in the Bay area who is showing these because people are going to want to, to do them. And there are people who are asked, you know, looking for office space, Lord knows why, but that it's a challenge because the order came down so fast Nothing was cleaned up. People expected to come to work like a couple days later or it was like, you know, you went home at night and then were told don't come back. And so there are biohazard situations and cleaning problems. And it was it was a really interesting read. I'm still a little concerned about people who are like, yes, we are getting office space now. Uh, because that means they expect to pack people or put people in offices. And that makes me really Nervous. I saw an editorial go by that was like, should companies pay workers less because they aren't coming to the office now? And uh, no. And everyone's replies were all like, yeah, how about we take it out of uh, the company not paying for power, internet, furniture, you know? Yeah, you, you really don't think about how much that actually costs, especially at commercial real estate prices. If you're in some roles, I have had to think about it because, you know, servers draw a lot of power and people get grumpy about that. Or uh, So I've had to deal with the expenses of it. I'm like, why would I do this if I didn't, like, absolutely have to? Um, and I can see situations where, you know, 
some people need offices, but most of us don't. Let's be honest. I mean, there are some some businesses mm-hmm. that work much better if you are in a coordinated office. I think there are a lot fewer of those than there used to be. Yeah. Uh, because of computers. So, you know, and internet and whatnot. Yeah. Um, this one's from Patricia. Uh, not, I, I do not believe uh, Patricia Pinto, but a different Patricia. Yeah. Thank you so much for this episode. It was fun and a good way to pass the time driving, though these are fairly short drives these days for obvious reasons, still working from home here. I just wanted to comment on two things. Like Ursula, I also do not believe in five-minute alarms. It is too short for you to meaningfully go back to sleep and too long to be kept awake thinking the alarm is going to go off soon. I uh, I do actually use the five-minute alarm for my sun lamp. Uh, I've been I've been using. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and I should probably report that uh, that I I really think the the day glow lamp the yeah. sun lamp has been helping with my sad. Uh, yes. I, but I'll tell the computer to, uh, to set the alarm for, or set a timer for 15 minutes and then it bings. And the thing is, I know I'm going to ignore the first bing, but if I don't get reminded, I am very likely to sit there for an hour in front of the thing <laughs> and, uh, get a weird suntan or something. So I, uh, and do God knows what to my sleep schedule. So I tell it to snooze, and that is the only time I use the snooze alarm, uh, the five-minute snooze. I have watched you on a Saturday morning. Yeah, but I tell it to do it like 30 times, and it's stupid, and I would really prefer that I just could sleep for another hour. That's fair. Uh, Ten minutes for me is enough to just fall back asleep for a bit without falling into REM. Uh, to be fair, I actually set my alarm so that it rings much earlier than I need to so that I can hit snooze for 10 minutes three times. <laughs> or four. Some days it's hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, second, thank you for the link to the paper planner article. I saw it cross my feed, and then it disappeared because I forgot to save it. Oh, well, you're very welcome, and thank you for writing in. And I have to say, uh, on the, the trying to shift my delayed sleep schedule, I think it was working until it started getting so goddamn dark out. Yeah. But I think now it's probably what's keeping me getting up at, you know, uh, uh, 11 instead of 2 in the afternoon. So Yeah. And in fact, I usually actually wake up around 1045. It's just that I have a very bad habit of being like, I could sleep for another hour and no one can stop me. Uh, so Neurodivergent Crafter. AKA Molly wrote in to say, I'm totally just commenting to say that I agree with Ursula 100%. Ham is superior to Turkey. Thank you. Totally going to get tackled now, aren't I? I, You know, I mean, uh, unless you have to keep kosher halal, which we understand completely uh, and cannot eat ham for those reasons. uh, For those of us who, who can make the comparison, ham is obviously superior. I will not take questions at this time. Star wrote in to ask, what bed did we get? After listening to the episode where we talked about the new bed. Oh, we got the... Crap, they just sent me, like, an email about a sale, and I'm like... Well, you've got your phone right there. Yeah, but I deleted it, because it was... Oh, well, yeah. I... Still this in is your the trash. problem with the internet, Oh, is that... Or with shopping sites, is that for some reason, if they've sold me a mattress, they think that... 
I am uh, someone who buys mattresses and will just go and buy five more at random. Yeah. Like, I have a mattress collection. And it's like, no, I only needed the one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I almost remember I may have a bookmark. Let me check. Because it was, it was a very specific mattress. And it was certainly for people who are not tiny. Small. Yeah. Because we're, we're not small people anymore. I mean. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no fonts. Spice blends. Smoked ham recipe. Okay, this this may be. I may need to go through and sort this particular folder a little bit because it's got everything, everything. So yeah, yeah. It, it, the internet probably doesn't need to listen to radio silence as you check your, ah, your spam ah, filter. So yeah, well, no, I I didn't I didn't email it. I I you I think I sent you a link. And then you took it from there, which means it'll be in my direct messages. Oh, hey, the rice is done. Yay. Yay. Uh, so, yeah, I'll link that in the, uh, I'll link to that mattress specifically in the show notes. I'm sorry to make you go to those, uh, but it's going to take a minute to find it. Um, as I make a note, mattress link in my show notes section of my planner that's just for this show believe it or not all right um john wrote in to say finally i can email you about uh, something which isn't linked to badges and i believe i fixed the there's an asterisk there because um just tried adding a badge and it was being weird so i've just um so i i think i've done some more work on badges Although this was sent on last Thursday, so I'll I'll take another look. Um, let's see. I heard you mention that you have a separate browser running for different things when you're talking to Jim, and I wondered whether you'd heard of Firefox containers. Uh, this is a feature only in Firefox right now, but to be technical, creates a new namespace for all the first, second, and third-party domain cookies per, quote, container. Um, it basically lets you set up a little sandbox browser for... Um, sessions and it gives you a nice like uh separation of workspaces so that you can't accidentally like if like i use amazon for work and for not work and it may you know accidentally log me in to the not work amazon console when i'm trying to get something and we don't want that uh or you know there there are many reasons uh I like a more physical separation, but this is a nice way to do it. You can get it from Firefox. Um, uh, John says he wrote a blog article about it. Um, one thing it really helps me with is when I get a phone call from my aunt and she asks me to look at an email for her or look at her Facebook account, I can open the aunt container, which already had her email cookie set <laughs> and her Facebook cookie set, so I can be her for the duration of that call. But when I go next go to Facebook, it knows it's me. Um, I read A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking and loved it. I've bought some of Ursula's other books, and we'll get to them in the near future. Oh, wonderful. I'm doing the Goodreads 2020 Challenge to hit 75 books this year, and I'm seven books behind schedule at 63 books, so there's a fair chance I'll get to them before New Year's Eve. I hope you enjoy them when you do. Yeah, I've also created an Improve Your Productivity group on our Yammer at work, and 
have been posting the odd comment about relevant content in your show over there. It's only been on there for a few weeks, so I'm hoping to be sending some new listeners your way. All the best to you, Ursula Cats, Dogs, Chickens, and other assorted house guests at all. Um, and I'll give a link to what Yammer is. Uh, I don't actually remember what it is. I remember it was a, a social network thing, sort of like an internal company one, but I don't remember the specifics. Uh, okay. From Jennifer. Uh, first off, thank you so much for the podcasts. I've been listening to KUEC and Productivity Alchemy for months now. I spend a lot of time at work alone, so you guys keep me company. I find myself laughing out loud and getting weird looks because I'm listening on my headphones. Thank you for a spot of joy during these times. I thought you read this one last. No, I time. read this one to you. Oh, right. I have. We have not Yay! shared this one yet. I yeah. I was I, like, I feel warm and fuzzy, but I remember this warm and fuzzy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to duplicate warm and fuzzy. Well, I, I wanted to read it to you because it makes me get a little choked up, and I wanted to try oh. to practice as well. Um, so I have been a lot through a lot throughout the last two years: divorce, job change, distance learning, pandemic, etc. I found myself waking up and thinking, what can I accomplish today? Even it's a list, if it's a list like make coffee, feed children, scoop litter boxes, read. I really have found a way to appreciate being able to accomplish these things and understand that some days that is enough. That is absolutely enough. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, Kevin. Because of these somewhat small lists of accomplishments, I can now add additional things to it, such as apply for a new job, interview for a new job, accept new job, not freak out about new job. Yeah. I also enjoy arguing on the internet, Ursula. <laughs> Some days I work a 12-hour shift and come home to check Twitter and find a thread of Ursula tweets, and it makes me so happy. Sometimes I join in. I'm, uh, uh, Jen likes cats. Yes, yes. yes well, okay. No, no, I, I know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would also like to say thank you for the books. I burned through your library this year and introduced the kids' books to my sons. One loves Dragon Breath and the other Hamster Princess. Brings me joy to see them reading. They were reluctant readers, and the blend of comics and text is perfect for them. I guess all this is to tell you that your work is appreciated. Ursula, for the stories and steadfast support of not being an asshole on the internet. <laughs> Kevin, for the understanding that you don't have to be like everyone else to be productive and successful. Uh, I'll be sending a box to Shep. Um... Uh, with a few you other... better not have sent the box of knives. I offered them on my haunted graveyard lamps. Okay. Um, with a few other things for you, Kevin, uh, have you ever had uh, Del Bach whiskey? Get ready for some mesquite smoked whiskey. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being there during this dark time. Love and hugs and cats. Jen, I'm excited. Like, this this will be good. And we are, we are glad you are yes. uh, chiming in and sticking around and that it, we are not just, you know, podcasting yep. into the void. Now, here's a, a, a message from an old post. This is from Kevy. Again, Cavi Heard. Um, this is about the... This all the way back in episode 45, we were talking about uh, the d traveling display and the logistics around that for oh con God, appearances yes. and things. Yeah. Um, Lo, those many yeah. ages ago yeah. in the before times. Yes. With respect to the display, uh, Rander Internet Stranger suggestion, maybe obtain a trailer for the car to contain the display. Now... This was 2018, and since then, actually, what we've done is we use the pickup truck for a lot of it, and so and that has a trailer hitch, and that might not be, you know, I've I've kicked around the idea of getting a trailer just on general principle because sometimes you need to haul something that is bigger than the truck 
truck. You're just bitter because of how long it took the magician with the forklift to get the cow port loaded in the back. No, the- actually, that was that was a fun <laughs> watch. I I didn't I didn't mind that. I thought it was amusing. It was just would have been easier if we had a trailer. <laughs> he actually offered us one. It was like if this doesn't work, uh. I live about 10 miles away. I got a trailer that'll haul it. It is homemade and has no tags. So (laughs) you got to just stay away from cops. And I'm like, it's cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. We we did manage to get the very large, huge assemble-it-yourself carport, which is now a cow port over on Dog Skull. It's not for uh, cars. It's to... Make sure that the cows have a roof over their head. It's not a barn. It's sort of a half barn, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but no, it it's... keeps the rain off. Yeah. They're cows. They're they're used to a lot of weather, so, but uh, it you know. Yep. And then from uh, also from Cavi um, on last week's episode with with Debbie. Um, Selfie was absolutely right. Debbie's is a most excellent interview. I had to squeeze at her description of, yes, how cuisine may be wonderful, but sometimes you just want to get the food into the gullet of the kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is peak paint it yellow and ship it, which we referenced at the beginning of this particular letter section. So, yeah, uh, I may have to keep paint it yellow and ship it. I mean, that's, that's something I'm just going to keep on. All right. So thank you, everyone. Uh, that is our letters. Uh, you can write in either through the comment form on the website. You can email me directly. All that information's on the website, and I am apparently getting them all now again. So I fixed the email problem too. Yay! We need to Yay. fix the one on Red Wombat. Okay, we'll get to that. Because I haven't gotten anything through my contact form for about two years. Yeah, we'll we'll work. We'll, we'll figure that out. Um, in the meantime. As you might have heard, our rice is done, and it's time for dinner. So we're going to take a break. We're going to eat our dinner, and when we come back, we'll tell you how the beans were, and uh, we'll finish up the show. Woo! So we'll be right back after this. So yeah, we uh, we made beans. They were good beans. We, he says generously. I mean, I grew them. You grew them. I cooked them. I mean, that's the yes. way it works, right? They were tasty. They tasted like beans. They did. Uh, so we'll we will be improving and tuning and trying specific varieties of beans, I guess, over time. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. but you said something about making your own varieties of beans. I. Well, one of my weird-ass hobbies is, uh, you know, uh, I've been gardening, and I managed to uh, purely buy... Uh, beans are generally um, self-pollinating. Yeah, yeah. They they don't uh, cross, but every now and again, a bee or something will cross two beans, and then, oh. you, get, uh, then you could get anything. It, oh. it grows wildly, and... Uh, Years ago now, I had a random cross between, um, 
I don't know between what, actually. I grew it out. I got, uh, I know it was between, Chester was one of the parents. Okay. That's all I know. Uh, Chester slash skunk, which is a gorgeous black and white bean. But what came out were weird blue and khaki. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I sent the blue ones to my friend uh, Darren up in Minnesota, who is a biologist who has been trying to breed a blue bean and had me on the lookout. And I'm like, look, I cannot find anything for love or money, but as it happens... I produced some weird dark blue beans. Let me send them to you and see what you can do with them. And he has managed to, uh, he's working on stabilizing them and Mm. which it takes about seven generations to stabilize a plant. And this is how you get new varieties of Mm -hmm. beans. And they are, uh, it's the blue bean project is the hashtag. You can find it on Twitter. (laughs) They're, uh, they're gorgeous, like deep, dark Navy blue and, uh, he, yeah, it was just all off this one cross. I started grow. I grew out some of the other ones I had that were kind of khaki colored. One set, not great, very <laughs> random. Uh, the other one, however, had some really nice dark green uh, in there. Really? And uh, like almost an army green kind of color. And so what, what happens if, if we do, you do all this work to make these, to make these new varieties of beans and they turn out to be terrible? Uh... Well, that's the thing. You you don't uh, you usually know they're terrible like early on. Ah, like uh, if you mean like if they taste terrible or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, once I've grown out enough to uh, to that we can do a a thing of just them. Hobbs Shaw. Then we'll be able to tell if it's uh, how it tastes. But it happens sometimes. Yes. And you go, well, shit. Uh, this is a beans, beautiful bean that you that is purely ornamental. And with beans, honestly, it's not such a big thing. The worst that happens is honestly is they taste like beans. Okay. Uh, like they're they all pretty much taste like beans. There are variations. Some are very good. You know, some are great by themselves, some enhance the flavors of other things. Right, right. But uh, there aren't, I mean, I don't know cases of people like growing a bean and being like, this bean just tastes like ass. Uh, I mean, yeah, most of most of what goes around when I think about it is we either think about the beans in terms of the texture they add to a dish or in terms, not necessarily flavor, but uh, more like nutritional content or uh, as a as a carrier for other things. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there. As much as I, I am like, let us try the bean by itself, not you know, full of chicken stalker or, or hi, hi. Okay, that noise you just heard was Shaw biting the microphone. Yeah, he's he's pawing at it. Yes, hi Shaw, you're very cute. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it could happen, but yeah. generally, the the failure mode of beans is usually uh, beans. more like they don't grow very well in right. your climate or whatever, right. as opposed to most of them will just taste like beans. Uh, not true. Peppers, you can totally get peppers that taste like ass. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, you can get uh, tomatoes. You can get something you're just like, eh, this isn't worth it. Uh, you Texture is mostly the thing with tomatoes. Yeah, They're either really bland or super mealy. Yeah, I'm like, I cannot be having with mealy tomatoes. No. Nope. But anyway, yeah, there there will be a point. So anyway, I'm I'm growing out the army bean ones, and I also have a 
which I didn't even realize was a hybrid <laughs> exactly until, or was a, a, uh, uh, a variety Oop. until, you know, for years I've been like, man, I got more of those weird beans that are red with the one white spot. I wonder what's up with that. Why do I keep getting, and I, they came off, um, Anasazi beans, which are, you know, white Oop. and red and spotted. Yes. And somehow I got one that was red with one white spot on the end and apparently I grew that one out and it bred true or something and now almost all the ones I grow are red with one white spot. I thought for the <laughs> longest time this was just a function of heat and that it was like if it's hot they get more spots or something because mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. there's weird things like that. I finally ran it by both the biologist, you know, friend of mine and uh, the guy who runs Rancho Gordo Beans and they were like no, that's breeding. You you just have a variety that's red with one white spot. So right on. apparently I kind of accidentally stabilized this bean variety uh, through just, you know, planting it because that was what I had. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, eventually I'll... Anyway, so at that point, I mean, I don't know. You put a name on it and see if anybody wants it. Cool. I mean, I'm not like going to sell these for millions of dollars or anything. It's just like, Ooh. you know. This is my variety, wombat spot beans or something. <laughs> All right. Um, first up, uh, thank you to Cavi, Ricks, Catherine, Sarah, Kier, Claire, Fiddling Frog, uh, Sarmenia, Diana, Patricia, Molly, Star, John, and Jen. Did I read Diana's message? No, I forgot to read Diana's letter. Read Diana's letter. I will read Diana's letter, and then we will finish with the thank yous. Yeah. Um, Diane, from Diana Stein. Oh, hi. Yeah. Uh, ooh, second brain organization. Picture my icon doing a dive into the ocean of the internet. Uh, I do a bit of this now, but only for my D&D &D game. It's easy to break down a collection topic series there. Monsters, items, adventure ideas, etc. I write them all down in different colored ink pens in the back of my gaming brain. In my regular brain, I have already kind of identified areas of interest in my life. I have a cute little icon for it, too. But this idea tends to help me organize my life to keep it happy and balanced. I never thought of starting an idea-keeping spot. Are you looking at... No, no, that's coming from the other room. Okay. Uh, this kind of work no, is... No, the bird video is from the next room. Yeah, yeah. This kind of work is better done online, I think, although I need to remember that it's more effective in a place I will check regularly, and that tends to be written for me. What sort of program would you recommend? Uh, the seminar... Uh, so, in terms of programs, really, honestly, uh, I think the actual seminar uh, around building a second brain uses Evernote. Um, so, Evernote, uh, OneNote, all of... The, the sort of common note-taking apps with uh, tagging and so on and so forth. Um, the seminars tempt me too. Monetizing social media? Fascinating. I'll probably wait for the book before I go off towards a seminar, especially in the pandemic. It's great to find this idea on your podcast. Thanks. You're very welcome, Diana. And uh, Dave can swear at me later for possibly having you reorganize his life on the side. So... Yeah, uh, okay, so thank you, um, Diana, Patricia, Molly, Star, John, Jen. Okay, I went through all that. Um, thank you all for writing in. You can find the comment form on ProductivityAlchemy.com. You can find an email address on ProductivityAlchemy.com. You can also find a little box that says Enter Badge Code. And this week's badge code is Body Double. Uh -huh. Since you are doing body doubling, 
with Liz to yes. double your productivity, as Not it were. Not to be confused with the phenomenon of having a fetch or a doppelganger. Correct. Or hiring a body double so that mm-hmm. the assassins shoot someone else. So, yes, body double, all one word. Uh, you can find out more about badges at productivityalchemy.com under the uh, badges menu item where there's a how-to. You can see the badges that uh, have been issued and who got them. You can claim your own. It's really cool. Uh, that is, let's see, I think that's about it. Yes, if you go to the website, you can find out ways to support us, which mostly involve telling your friends. You could give us money. You could. we would prefer you give it to someone else. Yes. A currently good charity. Uh, look for Adopt an Elder. That is unelder.com. Uh, don't worry. You don't actually have to talk to anybody. This uh, basically is a uh, connecting... Uh, uh, get it, uh, uh, Connecting money with... Connecting money with um, senior citizen natives who are uh, more likely to be in poverty than I think any other group in yes. North America. So, uh, you know, uh, they, so they can buy firewood, uh, water, you know... Uh, medical care, stuff like that. Uh, food is a big one. And um, so it's worth doing. Mm-hmm. In other times, they would uh, uh, have, you know, uh, some lots of elderly people would just like someone to write them letters and stuff. These days, because of COVID, they are a lot harder. Yeah, not really doing any of that so much as just if you give us money, we will make sure these people get firewood and food. So, and you don't know. die over the winter. Right. Yeah. So, uh Yeah. Anyway, good uh, good charity. Mm-hmm. So unelder.com. and uh, yes, we will. That's about all I got. I will I will link that in the show notes. Yes, but uh, if that doesn't work for you, I mean, your local food banks really need it right now, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, and yeah, but not the Salvation Army because they suck. Right. So anyway, I think that's everything. That's everything. Uh, thank you all for writing in for those who listen for those who put up with our antics uh we really do appreciate you and i hope you can do your best even if we're still trying to uh be productive and you know whatever productivity looks like right now which some days is just get up make coffee scoop the litter box feed the kids read i am so glad i don't have to add feed the kids to my list anymore well you still have to feed us yes i, I suppose feed ursula feed liz has sort of <laughs> liz can even place. feed herself she cooks yeah i chopped vegetables today you did that onion kicked my ass it did 